So should we like introduce ourselves? <laughs> um, yeah, I, we probably should. We didn't do that last time. No, we kind of just jumped right into it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So I guess just really quick, um, I'm Dallin. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm Josh. And uh, we're we're both cousins and um, we, we started this podcast uh, just out of uh i don't really know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> well we we want um we have a lot of conversations right and 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 they they uh they go on and on for a long time and so you said we should just um record our conversations and make a podcast so that's what we decided to do that why not you know that sounds like fun but we try to we try to center it on the gospel of jesus christ right and talk about some things in a casual setting and just learn this is probably more for our benefit you know more for us to learn than it is for anyone else to learn but but hopefully you know maybe some people will be able to, will be able to say something that might strike a chord with someone and, and help them in some way so just a casual conversation about the gospel you did a lot better job of that than i did, I did. <laughs> no. um no but it but it's true and and I just, as a disclaimer here, we're not experts. No. <laughs> at, by any means at really anything, to say the truth. <laughs> um, but but uh, as far as, you know, the gospel, you know, we're just, just trying to learn. Yeah. We're just trying to learn. And I'm a little bit nervous about this episode. Um, I am too. I, and, and I don't know. I was a lot more comfortable with the last one. And it might be because I have, we haven't done this for a few weeks because we had the holidays and uh-huh. we, we took yeah. a break and... Um, and so we just, I'm just like trying to get back into the, the swing of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and it's part of, partly that, and partly because I don't feel like I have as, as good a handle on this subject. Yeah. And I feel the exact same. So, (laughs) um, we we might just struggle through this one, but that's okay. And that's okay. And and I'm, I'm fine with that. Just really quick before we start, I just want to thank, uh, uh, we've we've had some comments from people um, yeah. that have listened to people that we know that have listened to the podcast, and then some people that we don't even know reached out yeah. and, and made some comments to us that they they appreciate the last episode. So we hope to continue to to do this and yeah. and uh, you know if you have any questions or things that w- you may want us to talk about, you can always you know submit something to us. Not guaranteed we will talk about it or or not, but yeah. um, you know we're trying to make a collection of 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 topics we 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 want to talk about. So you can go to our website on our support page. And yeah. there's a way to just shoot us an email. So if you're interested and, mm-hmm. and, and want us to talk about something, you can do that too. So. Well, and continue to reach out in whatever way you can. I mean, we've, we've had conversations on Instagram and, and, and whatnot, but we, with email, we'll email you back if we, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's social media too. Yeah. Just yeah. hop on our social media. Instagram, I think is where a lot of people are at right now uh, yeah. for some reason. But, um, you know, if you're on any of the other ones, Twitter, Google plus yeah. Facebook, you know, we, you can you know, go over there and, and talk to us there as well. Yeah. Good. All right. So we got that little introduction over. With. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we should jump into the topic for today. Yeah. So we always start with, like, this is only the second episode, but we're always going to start with a question, right? I, I believe. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like that, that format of yeah. it, but. So the question today is. Oh, I'm supposed to come up with it right now. <laughs> yeah. We're on the spot. <laughs> um, I didn't really uh, think of anything, but. I guess the question or is is what is grace and and is it just grace that saves us? Right. So I, are we I, saved by are we saved by grace? By grace or by works? Okay. That, there you see you do a I lot. Should, but no, you, I you, you you set me up for this. And I you know. Just ask I'm the sorry. Yourself. I know. I should have. That's all right. You did great. Thanks. Yours was perfect. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So are we saved by grace or works? Because right, we're gonna talk about this because as Mormons. Right. There is a preconception or or a misconception, I guess, from a lot of people who aren't Mormons that that Mormons believe that we're saved by works. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes people get the impression that we think we are saving ourselves because we we do a lot of works. Right. We we are we are all about um, service and doing right. You know, I mean, you I don't know, maybe, you know, a Mormon somewhere and. And you know that they don't drink or smoke and, you know, or, the, you know, that they don't swear or something, you know, or that like a lot of things that are are pretty widely accepted 
outside the Mormon Church. And so there has become a, this conception or misconception that, that Mormons believe that they save themselves. But we wanted to talk about it to educate, or I don't know, maybe kind of educate those who are not Mormon about um, what Mormons believe about grace. But also uh, we want to educate ourselves and other Mormons about what more Mormons believe, right? Yeah. Because I think not only is there a misconception outside of the church, but there's a misconception inside the church about grace versus works. Well, and I'll just go on the record and say, like, before I started studying this, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I, and I still don't think I have a full grasp on understanding grace and works mm-hmm. and, and how it all fits together. And so, I mean, I might have to listen to this podcast episode <laughs> a few times, whether we actually make sense out of it, yeah. all of it by the end anyway. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I think it is something. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I grew up in the church and right. I still don't entirely understand it. You know? Right. Okay. So let's get into like the source of the confusion, maybe. We wrote down a few scriptures. It's weird to say, like, the source of the confusion is the scriptures. Because the scriptures are wonderful and, and amazing. And they're the word of God. And they, they help us each day. Um, but sometimes there appear to be contradictions in some some spaces. Mm-hmm. And so we want to kind of dig into those and see how, why do they sound contradictory. So you can go, you start, right? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a few scriptures here. Um so we're going to start out in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, 8 through 9. And it says, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting there. It says, you know, you're saved by grace. Yeah. Uh, but it does say through faith. Yeah, but it says not of But works. not of yourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, So that's interesting. So... Keep that in mind. Um, mm-hmm. These scriptures that I'm going to be reading right now are the ones that are kind of typically, you know, used for being saved by grace alone. Right. Without works. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to hop over to 2 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 9. And it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Right. So this is Paul talking to or in his letter to, to the, the Corinthians. Corinthians and he's talking about Jesus at first that's who who he is when he says and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee right right okay so now we're going to jump over to second nephi 2 and 4 and this is an interesting one um it, we're just going to read the is that just the last sentence of that verse yeah, yeah. so we're not going to read the whole verse but just the last sentence it does say and the way is prepared from the fall of man, and salvation is free. Right. Yeah. It's pretty... Salvation's free. Right. Yeah. And then another one from Second Nephi uh, 10.24. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, reconcile yourselves to the will of God, and not to the will of the devil and the flesh. And remember, after ye are reconciled unto God, that it is only in and through the grace of God that ye are saved. Yeah. So there, there's a collection, and there are many, many more. Oh, yeah, you know. there's, there's tons. Um, but that, there's a few that talk about being saved by grace and that we are only saved by grace and, that, mm-hmm. you know, not of works. But now let me list off a few that say almost the opposite, right? So Romans six fifteen through 17. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey... His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Right? So, I mean, at the beginning he's saying, well, does that mean that we can sin because we are not under the law? Right? We're under grace. So does that mean we can sin? And, and he says, no. You know, that's not what that means. James chapter 1, verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And then James two seventeen and 24, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. And then verse 24, Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Okay? And then we have uh, the words of Jesus himself. Um, in Matthew 7, verses 20 and 21. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. 
Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So we have a bunch of them there. Oh, and then there's this one that you added later, right? Oh, the Titus one? Yeah, Titus. Titus 2, 11 through 14. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Okay, so this one is kind of back and like, this one's talking about grace. Um, grace brings salvation to all men. But then he continues on, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present world. So that's talking about keeping the commandments, right? Um, right. Living, living uh, making choices and doing works that are good. Um, right. And then he says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, right? Good works. Good works. Yeah, um, yeah so we have all these verses that first talked about being saved only by grace. We're only saved by grace. Then we have a bunch of them talking about that we're saved by works and faith without works is dead, you know, or I mean, I guess grace without works is dead in that sense, right? And and being dead meaning that they they have no power or have no effect, right? Right. Well, one of the verses that you read there that really stood out to me was Jesus Christ himself. Right. You know, you, you can't just say, Lord, Lord, and you're saved in right. the kingdom of heaven. But at the but same time, a, it is his grace that saves us. Right. Right. So they seem to kind of contradict. Well, and Jesus, in fact, actually, I and mean, we'll talk about this article later in fairmormon.org, right, where he he mentions that Jesus himself never actually says grace, the word grace ever in the in the in the Bible that we have, that we, we only have a section of his, you know, like three years of his life, you right. know, so we don't have a lot of information about what, but he, in the words that we have, he never actually uses the word grace, but he does there in, um, Paul quotes him as saying, my grace is sufficient for you. Right. But that's the, the only instance that I could think of that he actually says the word grace, but he talks a lot about repentance and about keeping the commandments. And aren't those works? Exactly. Why would he command us to do certain things if works weren't important, you know, in some way? So, yeah, it can get kind of confusing sometimes, right? The last verse I want to read is from the Book of Mormon. And this is the one that I think that a lot of Mormons get hung up on a lot. Right. And it's a one that we quote a lot because we use it to say you need both faith and or grace and works. Right. Okay. So it's in Second Nephi chapter 25 and it's verse 23. And it says... For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do. Okay. So what do you think about that verse? I think just reading it through like that, mm -hmm. I have to do something to be saved. Right. That That's clearly what it seems like it's saying. Right. Well, so, but it, it's saying, okay... We're saved by grace. After, after everything, I've got to do everything I can do. And if I don't do it all, right, then I'm not saved. So here's the problem that I that I have with that verse. Not to <laughs> say I have problems with scriptures, right? But, um, but I think the, and the interpretation of it or the understanding of it can be kind of confusing sometimes. What is all we can do? I mean, theoretically, if we yeah. have, if we have the ability to choose... Yeah, do we we should have the ability slash potential to choose good every single every time. time. All we can do theoretically means perfection, but in reality, that's impossible. We can't do it. That's the point of the why we have the atonement. That's why we have it. There was only one perfect right. person, and he did all he could do was was perfection, and he did mm -hmm. right. All we can do in theory is less than that. Well, uh, I mean. In reality, it's less than that, but in theory, it's the same it's because um, all we can do, we have the ability to think and to reason and to choose. We always choose everything we do, always. Correct. Right? And and so why can't we just choose right every time? Why can't we can, right? I mean, in theory, yeah, we can choose good every time. We can choose the right every time. We can choose to love. We can, yeah. we can, choose, we we can, can choose it all. We can choose to keep all the commandments, right? We can choose to love God and our neighbor. We can choose to serve. We can, you know. We... But I'm assuming anyone listening to this, and, and myself included, has probably not always 
right. <laughs> For, right. Uh, exactly. That's the point. And 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 if you have chose wrong once in your life, you're done. You're finished. You've you've already not been perfect. It requires complete perfection to be saved. I mean, to to save yourself, right? To be right. Uh, or to to be saved, you know. But. That's where I think that this that scripture kind of can get a little bit confusing for some people. And and for me, and we're trying, like you said, we're trying to just figure this out ourselves right now. Correct. Because we don't know everything. No. Right? Um, <laughs> if yeah. we did, we'd be perfect. Yes. <laughs> right. We would just be, that. let's not even talk about yeah, that. Let's, that's, yeah. That's, let's yeah. not follow that thought. So I think in my mind, at least in my understanding, it can't mean, all we can do can't mean perfection i mean obviously right it can't mean perfection right but in if you use it to say that it's your works you know and after all you can do like then in theory that means perfection because right does that make sense okay so it needs to mean something else a little bit Mm -hmm. so okay as we were studying this and 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 a little while ago i came across this talk by brad wilcox called His Grace is Sufficient. And this really helped to clear up kind of some of the confusion for me. And then I sent it to you and you watched it uh, yeah. or listened to it. And what did you think? So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's packed full of some great stuff. So we'll yeah. definitely be putting this in the show notes. Um, yeah. You can either read it or it's on YouTube too. You can watch it as well. Right. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going to kind of maybe quote a few of the things sure, that he said, yeah. and maybe not even quote directly. I just kind of wrote some notes as I was um, okay. as I was watching it. But one of the things, I think this is a direct quote. I put it in quotes when I wrote it. So I'm <laughs> I hope that so. it is. Um, but he said something along the lines of, Jesus doesn't make up the difference. Mm-hmm. Jesus makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Grace is not about filling gaps. It's about filling us. Right, because he... He's talking to a student in the talk, right? He he references a, an experience yeah. he had talking to a student. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Who didn't understand grace and and who, where he drew on a piece of paper, he drew like at the top, this was God, you know, and at the bottom, this was us. And how much of it is our responsibility? Because I think that's where, when we think of all we can do, right? Or our works that are necessary, we, we kind of think of it as like, we need to do a certain amount of the righteousness, right? We need to fulfill a certain amount of the righteousness. And then Jesus takes the rest that we couldn't do and he does the rest. But what brother Wilcox is saying is he does all of it, right? Correct. He fills the whole gap between us and what's required. It's not about us doing just like a little tiny bit and then he making the difference. He pays the whole thing. I actually, I gave a talk on the atonement a little while ago um, in, in sacrament meeting. Mm-hmm. And, and this analogy I kind of thought of when I was giving the talk and I ended up using it was like, we, we all have our our hardships, our trials, our, you know, things, our sins. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I packaged all those things up into a backpack. Okay. And so it's like, we all have this, this I called it like a burden bag or, you know, this okay. backpack yeah. that's got your burdens in them, whether mm-hmm. they're sins or they're there they could be like anxiety and depression i mean yeah. things that you struggle with negative you know, things negative in things in life we all have these burden bags that that we have mm-hmm. and my point about the atonement was christ carried your backpack mm-hmm. from the start line to the finish line he already carried it right the full distance right. so whatever you're carrying on your back right now it's double the work it's unnecessary it's unnecessary we just need to turn it over to him. Right. And so I like, you know, what Brad said and, and kind of how you ex- explained it there was, you know, we don't have to make it up to the 33% or the 66% right. or the 78% and then Christ is going to kick in and do the 22% right. or whatever percent we lack. Good math because I couldn't. Oh, yeah, that was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he did the full 100%. Right. He did it all. Right. We just have to turn to him. Right. And his grace is sufficient. To, to cover the whole thing. Exactly. Right. Regardless of what we put in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now the question becomes, well, let's kind of, let's, are there any other points that you wanted to bring out from that talk? Well, just go on, go on with your thought for a minute. Well, so. I, my, my next thought was going to kind of change the direction of the t- conversation maybe. Well, let's, no, that, I, that's all right. I think I might know where you're going. Okay. I'm a, so go. my question was then, if that's the case, then like, why are we doing works? Right. Why does Jesus command us to do things? If it's not 
to save us, right? If it's not going toward that debt that we owe, toward that difference between, you know, from where we are now and where we need to be, if it's not going toward that, what is it for? Why? And that's, that's a great question. Do you have an answer? I don't. I don't. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you, know, you don't know why. Right. Well, okay. So, um, Brother Wilcox talks about it a little bit, okay. I think. He brings up the analogy of piano lessons, right? And, and this one is, was a nice one because it uh, so many people have taken piano lessons yeah. so you can uh, understand what it's like. So he talks about, he's like, the mom pays the piano teacher for your piano lessons, right? And then she, you know, she comes to you and she can require something of you, right? Which is what? It's, it's practice. Practice, yeah. But when you go and you practice the piano, he says, are you paying mom back for paying the teacher? Practice doesn't equal money. So right. you're not, no. she's not getting anything back. Right. So monetary. you're not paying, not paying mom back by doing that. It's not paying back the debt that's already incurred, right? It's the reason that we practice is so that we can actually get good at playing the piano, right? That and do we do it sometimes like we want to make our mom happy? Like, so yeah. in, in the sense, like, would we do things because we love Jesus Christ? Right. And we want to make him happy. So in the analogy, yeah, as it applies to the gospel, I get, so Jesus is the, is the mom and he paid the piano teacher, which would be God. This kind of sounds like a weird analogy yeah. to say, but, um, so he, but he paid the debt because the, the debt existed because we are fallen man. Right. Correct. And so we couldn't dwell with God. And so he paid the debt so that we could dwell with God. So when we keep the commandments, well, Jesus, you know, pays the debt and then he comes to us and he says, and he gives us commandments and he says, keep these commandments, right? Practice. Practice. Exactly. And become more like me. Yeah, exactly. So because, it, and that's why this analogy is really cool because when you practice the piano, you get good at playing the piano. Your Your goal is to become a pianist mm-hmm. or to... To, to become great at it even, you know? I mean, and do, but does does the mother expect you to be like, after the first month of, of taking piano lessons, does she expect you to be like this amazing piano player? Right, so that's that's where we get confused a lot of the time, I think. Because in the, in the analogy, you know, mom pays for the piano lessons and we practice and we hit a lot of wrong notes and we and we don't do it very well. For a long time even, you know, and as we're learning different skills or we're learning different songs or we're learning how to sight read or whatever, right? Like at first we're not very good unless you're a prodigy, but you know, but (laughs) most people, they're not very good. And so they have to work at it and they get better and better over time. And that's fine. That's, that's completely acceptable because everyone looks at it and says, that's how it's supposed to be. It's a process. But if we apply it to the gospel, sometimes we go and and Christ requires something of us. He requires the practice, which is to keep the commandments. To repent. To repent. To turn to him. To, right, to turn to him. And, and But are we very good at it at first? No. Generally not. It's like piano. We're not very good at the piano at first either. But the difference is when we mess up in keeping the commandments, we condemn ourselves. Oh, no, I'm, I have no hope now. I just sinned. And I, I'm, I'm imperfect and, and I'm... I might as well stop trying, right? I, Isn't that I, what we do? I, I hit C instead of G. Let me just yeah. uh, push the piano bench in and walk away. Right, I'm, I'm never done. Gonna, I'm done. I, I'm, I, I, I push the wrong key. I have no hope now. I can never become like, you know, I can never fulfill the demands that Christ has, has given me, right? And I think that that's kind of the problem sometimes. Well, it's a misunderstanding of why we keep the commandments or why we're supposed to keep the commandments, and then a misunderstanding of grace because the grace is there to cover it all, to cover it. So when you do make a mistake, that's fine. You just keep trying. <laughs> you know, you keep, you met, you pushed the wrong key on the piano. That's fine. Try again. It's not a big deal. It's yeah. Okay. But I think a lot of times, like, like you've said, once you press that wrong key, comparing it to the gospel, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm worth this now. I just give up and walk away. I'm right. not going to believe in... If I just don't believe in God and just don't believe in Christ, that makes it all better because... Then there's no piano to 
there, play. There's, there's no, no piano to play. They're, they're, you're just cutting everyone out of the equation and just walking away. Right. I don't know. It's yeah. You know, we get we we have a tendency, and then the first episode of the podcast, right? We talked a lot about the love of God and and how we have a hard time accepting it or believing it or loving ourselves even. And this plays into the same thing where we have a tendency to to be really hard on ourselves when we make a mistake. Oh, I made a mistake. I might as well give up, you know. But what we don't don't understand and don't realize is that the grace is there to cover it. It's, right. It's there. Christ, his grace is sufficient for that mistake. It covers that mistake. Right. No matter what the mistake is. It's right. covered. Exactly. So... So let's talk about like the purpose of why we are are supposed to keep the commandments. Why are we commanded to to do the things that Christ commands us to do? You know, mm-hmm. why do we need to keep the Ten Commandments? Why do we need to love our neighbor or love our enemy? Or why do we need to you know keep the Sabbath day holy? What, why do we or why do we need to serve people? What's the purpose? If it's not to pay that debt. What is it for? Well, one thing that Brother Wilcox said in that talk is he said, we cannot earn heaven. We are learning heaven. Yeah. And what I like about that is kind of what the question you asked there is we're learning to be like our Savior. We're learning. There, no unclean thing can enter the kingdom of heaven. Like right. we're learning to be like him. We're learning to serve. We're learning to love. We're learning. Right. We're learning the piano. Yeah. So that we can become a pianist. And, and make it back right. to our heavenly Father. So in this analogy, the pianist, becoming a pianist is becoming like Jesus, right? Right. There's a quote from, from the talk. It's from Elder Bruce C. Hafen, and it says, The great mediator asks for our repentance not because we must repay him in exchange for his paying our debt to justice, but because repentance initiates a developmental process that, with the Savior's help, leads us along the path to a saintly character. So, like kind of what we just said, the purpose, the reason why we repent or why we keep any of the commandments is to change us into saints or it's to change us to become like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and he actually even says a little bit later, he says, we are all saved by grace, but we need to be changed by grace. Right. He brings up a story of a, a young man who he knew he said he'd just gotten out of prison again you know and so he said that he always made the wrong choices when he was younger and and but he was kind of going down this path and so he thought okay well i'll i'll um we need to get this guy to efy and for those who don't know what efy is it stands for especially for youth and it's like a youth program in the summers for young kids to go and and almost like a camp not i don't know not really i never actually went so i I didn't actually go either to tell you the truth yeah so but it's just a really spiritual experience, like a, like a Bible camp, I guess, in a, in a sense. Right? Well, and a lot of people that have gone, I've they say it really changes their lives. Changes their yeah. life. It just strengthens yeah. their testimony in our Savior They Jesus make Christ. friends. My brother went a couple of years ago, loved it, and just made friends that will last a lifetime, and, and they grow closer to, to the Savior, right? So he thought this would be the perfect place for this young man who's making all these bad choices. So they got him to EFY, and he says, how long do you think he lasted? Yeah, and he said, not even a day, not even one day. He called his mom and he was like, get me out of here. Just get me out. I don't want to be here. And so he he, he likened that to what is it going to be like for us if we were to enter God's presence and we haven't been changed to become like Jesus? It will be the same thing. We won't want to be there because we won't be comfortable there. We won't be comfortable in God's presence if we haven't chosen through our works because our works are our choices, right? We choose to do our works. We choose those things. If we haven't chosen to be like God, then how can we be comfortable in his presence? Yeah, and I like that word comfortable. And that's that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. We're trying to become like our Savior so that we are comfortable being around him. Yeah. If If we're doing all these things that are contrary to the gospel of jesus christ would we want to be around him right but he would want to be around us right brother wilcox in his talk said if anyone in the final judgment he envisioned the final judgment like this i loved that he said this because i always envisioned it kind of the same way Uh where it where he was like sitting there and jesus was sitting there with a clipboard and like looking over like a 
like a test almost like you know and then he's like oh no brad you missed it by two points right like uh-huh. we kind of have this idea that well at least i think a lot of mormons do because the works are so heavily emphasized that it is important to do the works and and to, to be righteous to try to be right like jesus yeah so sometimes we get that mixed up and we think that that means that that um, that's what's saving us you know so we better do the works right or we're not going to be saved and that's not really how it works you know but sometimes because of that idea we think that the judgment's going to be some kind of like weighing and measuring like like oh you have to accrue so many points mm-hmm. to get into the into heaven right right which is absurd but i think we a lot of us really feel that way yeah and we might not even realize it but you know when he's like oh no i mi- missed it by two points and and then he's like thinking you know Please, please look at the essay question one more time. You've got to be able to find a couple of points. <laughs> Squeeze there. in two more points yeah. somewhere. But then he said, and I love this quote. He said, the truth is like, if anyone is going to be begging on that instance, it will be Jesus. It won't be us saying, please, please let me stay because we'll be uncomfortable there. We'll, we we'll, we'll be the one that's going to be like, ah, get me out of here. Yeah. But Christ we'll will be, be like, please let him stay. Or please, please choose. Please choose to stay. Mm-hmm. Please choose to use my atonement. Please choose to do good works, because, so that you can be changed. Because my grace is sufficient, right? Because I have the power to save you, but you have to choose it. I think another aspect of works is it's a demonstration of how you really feel. We we read a scripture earlier that I really liked. Let me try to find it. Hopefully, it's not. Um, Hopefully it doesn't uh, take too long and, and we're not just sitting here awkwardly. So I'll just keep talking. <laughs> That's all right. They've been warned that this is a casual podcast. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, we may have to cut this, man. Yeah, we're, I know. We're, <laughs> I, that's, what I, that's why I'm just like being quiet so that you'll have some room to cut. Okay, here it is. Yeah, Romans, Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. I think that that's a major key. Where your heart is, like what you really believe, if you really have faith, you will do the works because that's just who you are now. Because your heart has become set on good things. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I think, and I've heard people who are not members of our faith say it this way. And I actually agree with them. And I think that Mormons agree with them. They just don't realize it, right? Right. It's that... You don't do the works to save you, but you you do the works because your heart's been changed. And so you do it because you want to. And that's absolutely right. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, I'm, I'm going to try to look up a scripture. You should just talk for me. <laughs> I actually do have something to say. Okay. One, one other thing from Brother Wilcox's talk. I just really love this. He said, there are more than just two options. Yeah. Being perfect and giving up. Like, I think sometimes... We feel that way, or at least I've felt that way. It's like, mm-hmm. man, you either got to live up to the perfection or just you might as well just give up. Right. But what is in reality is you shouldn't give up and you shouldn't expect to be perfect. You should be right. in between. Where, where's the process? It's the, it's the process. We can't be perfect without going through and becoming perfect. Right. I like that you brought that up because I've been learning a lot about processes or, or transformations lately in my yeah. life. I'm trying to get healthier, right? So, and I think that at first, like it's it's been really a, a rough road. Like it hasn't been really easy. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of progress, you know, at first. And and it's like it can be discouraging. Like it's the same thing with a with your spiritual progress too. It's a process. It's okay that you messed up. That's fine. You you just. You get up and you try again. You keep trying it. And over time, you begin to change. I think we, we expect to just immediately like change in an instant and then we're perfect. Wow. Well, here's here's something, though, I think that this might be a reason why we do that. Because I found the scripture that I wanted to, to read. Okay, perfect. And it, it ties into this. So this is um, King Benjamin. This is in, in the Book of Mormon, in Mosiah, chapter 5, verse uh, 2. So King Benjamin had just given his big sermon and it's amazing and when he asks the people like he wants to know if they believe what he just said you know well, what do you think about what i just said and so in verse two it says and they all cried with one voice saying 
Yea, we believe all the words which thou hast spoken unto us, and also we know of their surety and truth, because of the Spirit of the Lord Omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us, or in our hearts, that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. Right? So that's the change of heart, you know, that we're talking right. about. So now all of a sudden they say they have no more disposition to do evil, meaning they don't want to do evil. They don't want to sin, ever. And why? Because the Spirit had wrought a mighty change, had, had changed their heart. Right. They felt the Spirit of God. And so it changed their heart. They had faith in Jesus and changed their heart, and they didn't even want to sin anymore. But it was because their heart was changed, you know. Which goes back to grace, in, in my opinion, it goes back to grace because we had obtained grace by having faith in Jesus Christ and repenting. And repentance just means turning away from sin and turning to God, right? So they turned away from their sins and they turned to Christ and they believed in him. They believed that he had power to save them. And because of that, their hearts were changed and therefore they did good works. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And that's, isn't that exactly what Christ did when he was here on the earth? Yeah. He would teach his gospel and he would ask people to repent and turn to him. Yeah. That's exactly what, what he did. And so we have all these other scriptures, you know, from the Book of Mormon, from the Old Testament, New Testament, and the whole purpose, everything that, that has really been taught is to repent and turn to Christ and have faith and believe in yeah. him. Well, because King Benjamin explains to them later, I mean, just in a couple of verses later, why, you know, what just happened to them. Because they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't know. fully understand. Yeah. It. He says, this day he hath spiritually begotten you. For ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name. Therefore, ye are born of him and have become his sons and his daughters. So, right. They've become changed. And therefore, they do good works because they're good people. Because they've been changed. They've been changed. But here's the here's the question, because now going back to the process part of it, because I think we have these kinds of experiences sometimes where our hearts are changed and we feel like, yes, I've got it. I'm on track now. I've been changed. You know, not like I'm a finished product, but like I'm I'm a, I've arrived kind of on on the path. Right. And so I'm, I'm going and I'm never going to mess up and everything's going to be perfect. Well, then what happens? Trials. Trials happen. And I think sometimes that the spirit just fades with us because we particularly because our lives are really busy and they're full of distractions that take the spirit away from us. Right. Correct. Even if we're not doing anything really bad, we just, we're busy. You know, we live in a world where just constant music, movies, TV all the time, you know, and it's hard to break away from that and really focus on the savior. Right. right. So because of that, we lose the spirit and we lose that feeling of the change of heart. And so then it's like, I think that's when it kind of can get discouraging. Oh, my heart was changed. Now it's not. And then we'd get discouraged and, and we, we want to give up. But this is where choosing to do good works is important. Because even if we don't have the spirit with us, we can still choose to do good works. Well, and I think because like what you said, you know, the people that King Benjamin was speaking to, you know, they said that they were changed and they had no more disposition to do evil. Mm -hmm. But then, like you've just said, Maybe down the road. I mean, because you, you think about people like that, that maybe have been changed like that. Mm -hmm. Like they, they really have no disposition to evil. So in their minds, when they're thinking about grace and between grace and good works, mm -hmm. are they thinking like, oh, I've got to do these good works so that I can save myself. Because they've been changed, I think they understand it better. Well, whenever I've felt the spirit very strongly, it's like a light comes on and, and, and I get it. And I'm like, oh, it's not about gritting your teeth and forcing yourself to be like you know, hammering your, your, your will into submission and making yourself be perfect. It's about the power of grace. You know, it comes in and it changes your heart and then it's easy to do good things. Obviously they, they, they still have to choose it, but it's right. just like, because the spirit and the, and the power of grace is so strong within them, mm -hmm. choosing good is natural. Right. The good works right. just come naturally because it's a part of who they are. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Whereas if, if we don't have that, like I, maybe in my life for, you know, I'm just barely starting to really understand grace better. Right. I've maybe had to, you know, hammer that, you know, like I've got to do what's right. I've, I've got to, got to make yeah. this choice and, and do it because I, I know it's probably the right thing to do. I don't know, like, I'm trying to force myself yeah. against the natural man to, right. to do other things to like force myself down this path. Whereas 
if that power of grace overtakes me and really changes my heart, I naturally will just do it. And it's not like I'm yeah. tugging on this rope constantly to get myself to do what I think is right or what I should or what is right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's an element possibly of both of those things because I think there are times in our lives where we do feel so changed by the Spirit. And like, yeah, this is, it's easy. I'm changed. I have no disposition to do evil. I don't want to do bad. I want to do good and, and just come unto Christ. But then, like I said, sometimes that kind of slips away because whatever, you know, just life is, is so busy and hard to navigate sometimes. And I think in those moments, it's important to continue to choose right to continue to to do good works, to continue to try to keep the commandments. And I, I think we need to realize and understand that no matter how hard we try, we probably won't always have the Spirit to be with us. So right. we need to be making those good choices regardless, like you said. Right. Well, and here's the other thing, too. When we choose right, you know, when we choose to keep the commandments, it puts us in a position where the Spirit can be with us more, right? Correct. It tunes us into the Spirit, if you will even more. We talked about that in the last yeah, episode. Exactly. Being in tune with the right. Spirit. Yeah. And that comes from choosing right things and doing good things that influence us. You know, we talked about, you know, every thought and everything you see or hear or, or say or think all kind of shapes your frequency of your body, right? So we need to be continually keeping the commandments, choosing good things for that reason so that the Spirit can be with us more. Correct. You know, so that then it can continue to change our hearts and, and enable us. That's the other part of grace. Brother Wilcox says grace is not the absence of God's high expectations, but it is the presence of his power. So when King Benjamin asks the people, do you believe this? And they said, yeah, our hearts have been changed. It's because they had grace. They had the power of God. To change their hearts, you know. Yeah. And so, when when you ask, like, are we saved by grace or works? We're saved by grace, completely. At least this is my understanding of it. Okay, and from reading the Book of Mormon and and the Bible, we're saved by grace completely. But our works are what change us, or Grace changes us, and then we do good works. Because of that Because change. of that change, right? But sometimes we need to just make the choices to keep the commandments because for whatever reason the Spirit might not be with us at that time or whatever. We can still make the good choices. Just because grace exists, that doesn't give us an excuse to live a sinful life. Correct. Like Paul said, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. No. we. And why? Why Why should we not sin? It's so that we can be changed, right? We can continue to change. We choose to play the piano so that we can get better at playing the piano. Well, we choose to keep the commandments so we can get better at being like Jesus. Right. So our our, our works don't save us Grace saves us, but our works change us or enable grace to change grace us. to change us. That's what I think. Because our works are done. They come from our choices. We always have our choices. So we need to choose to do good works so that we can continue to have the presence of grace. I think they kind of work hand in hand. Yeah. And I would agree from everything that we've talked about. Well, let's jump back to that scripture that we talked about. In Second Nephi 25, it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do. Because I think sometimes that gives us the impression that's like, okay, I've got to like wear myself out in this life, just like trying to grit it out, trying to force myself to be perfect and do everything I possibly can and like just crawl over the finish line of life at the end, like barely having any energy left because I've just expended every ounce of my time and efforts to making myself perfect. And I, I think that a lot of Mormons get that idea. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about after all we can do. That phrase right there. Is it really after all we can do that we get grace? No, grace is... The, the atonement already happened. Right. Grace is already 100% covered. It's already available. And, and if it were just after this life, then what's the point of 
anything, right? Like, what's the point of the the atonement? Right. If it if it's not to be applied right now, right. If it's just after all we can do, that implies the very end of our lives. Then it and and actually, Brother Wilcox talks about that. He said that it's not a booster engine that kicks in at the end after you've done everything you can do. It's not like it happens now. Now it's the enabling power. It's exactly. supposed to be applied right now while you're trying to do. Because it enables you to keep the commandments. It enables you, like we talked about before, it's what changes you. Right. It's what enables you because it changes your heart so you want to do good. And you just do it naturally because it's changed you. It's enabled you. Exactly. You know? So I don't think it's it's chronologically after. I actually thought about um, the idea when it says after all we can do of the word after meaning not like chronologically after, but um, almost like apart from all we can do. Meaning like it's saved by, you're saved by grace even after you've done everything you could possibly do. It doesn't matter what, like those don't save you. Yeah, that's the way it works is not what saves you. Yeah. So even after all you can do, it's still grace that saves you. Right. Well, and there's this quote from Joseph Smith on this website, scottwoodward.org. We'll put it, the link to it in the show notes. But um, he's got a, f- a few quotes here on this page that is titled, You Don't Have to Be Perfect in This Life. Hmm. Um, and Joseph Smith uh, said, I believe it's in the history of the church, but he said, when you climb a ladder, you must begin at the bottom mm-hmm. and ascend step by step until you arrive at the top. And so it is with the principles of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You must Begin with the first and go on until you learn all the principles of exaltation. Mm-hmm. But it will be a great while after you have passed through the veil before you will have learned them. It is not mm. all to be comprehended in this world, but mm. it'll be a great work to learn our salvation and exaltation even beyond the grave. Mm. So he's saying that we actually cannot even be perfect in this life. We can't. We can't. Yeah. So why are we trying to? Why are we trying to make our works like rise us our works are going to rise us to some level of perfection in this life yeah like you said like like wearing yourself out entirely we need to do good works i think that sometimes when we when we try to do good works it's for the wrong reason it's because we feel the pressure that if i don't do the good works or if i'm not perfect then i won't be saved so we feel the need to save ourselves ourselves. and that is that's evil Right? I right. mean, that, that's. Because we all have to go through the Savior Jesus Christ. Right. That's the gospel. That's the point. If you could save yourself, you wouldn't need Jesus. And that's, and we can't. Right. But that mindset is so dangerous and destructive because then we wear ourselves out trying to save ourselves. And you'll ultimately just get down on yourself because you right. can't do it. Exactly. It's just going to pull you down. No, and we need to be pulled up by the Savior. Exactly. We need to have His grace in our lives. Exactly. We need to be accepting of His love. He is there to help us. He he is there to encourage us. He's I think you know he's there. You make a mistake like playing on the piano. You don't you know throw them out of the house. Never come back. You can't play the piano anymore. If we make a mistake in in keeping the commandments or being imperfect, I don't think he throws us out. I mean, obviously he says hey, that's okay. Here I'll help you. We can get better together. You know, let's work on it. Let's work on the process. Like climbing the ladder, it's a process. You know, he's encouraging and patient and and merciful, you know. And and I think that a lot of the times when we feel down on ourselves, it's because of a misunderstanding of the purpose of the works. It's not to save you. It's to help you change. Exactly. It's to help you along that process of changing. And therefore, if you make a mistake, if you sin, it's not all over. And Jesus isn't standing there, you know, with a lightning bolt trying to zap you you made a mistake i'm gonna punish you you're out right no he said okay that's all right that's what i atoned for your sins for so just turn from your sins and come back to me and we'll we'll figure it out together exactly so kind of going back to that scripture after all we can do the book of mormon says that same phrase another time and this we found from um fairmormon.org um, yeah we'll put, the and we'll put that link in yeah in the show notes and he points out that there's another time in the in the Book of Mormon when that same phrase is used. And I'll read that scripture. It's in Alma chapter 24, verse 11. And it says, And now, my beloved brethren, since it has been all that we could do, there it is, all that we could do, 
as we were the most lost of all mankind, to repent of all our sins and the many murders which we have committed, and to get God to take them away from our hearts. For it was all we could do to repent sufficiently before God that he would take away our stain. So all they could do was repent, right? Right. Repent sufficiently. Perhaps that's what Nephi meant when he said, after all we can do. We're saved by grace after we repent. Yeah. Right. Which is all we can do is to repent and and turn to him. Yeah. Follow him. Right. Because repentance is, is works. It is action. It is doing good. It is turning from our sins and stopping doing the bad thing, starting to do good things. Right. But it's not, that's not saving us. That's just turning our will over to Jesus and showing trust in him and saying, I know you have the power to save me here. Right. So here you go. Let's work together on this. Right. The gospel is a hopeful thing. People who truly believe in Jesus Christ and have real faith in him and trust in his power and have experienced his grace are the happiest, most joyful people in the world. You know, when I felt the Spirit so strongly and felt that my heart's been changed by grace, I just can't help but smile and feel like I want to shout for joy, jump for joy, because I feel so at peace. Everything's fine. And yeah, I'm not perfect yet, but I'm working on it. And and Jesus has the power to save me right now, immediately. You know, he has that power. And we need to learn how to trust it. Trust is grace. Trust is grace to, to change our hearts and enable us to keep the commandments so that we can become like him. So that then we can be comfortable in his presence. So that then we can be comfortable in God's presence. So then when we go to heaven, it will be heavenly. And we'll be comfortable there. It'll feel like home. Yeah, I've, I've felt that way too as I've been able to use the atonement of Jesus Christ in my life for all my imperfections. Yeah. And I've, I've felt that and I don't feel it all the time. Yeah. I'm still working, working on it, but, but I have felt that grace, the power of, of his grace come over me as I've repented and turned to him. And it is a marvelous feeling. Yeah. And, uh, I would recommend it to anybody, (laughs) you know, might recommend it to everybody, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just so powerful and life changing and brings so much joy and happiness. Hold on just a second before you go. We have a quick favor to ask of you. We've been receiving a lot of great feedback on social media about the podcast. Thank you so much for all those comments. We, We really do appreciate them. We'd like to ask if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to give us a star rating and write a quick review on iTunes. It really helps others find the podcast and when they do find it, they will be able to read what you one of our awesome listeners actually has to say about the podcast. That would be a huge support to us right now. If you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch, it is super easy to write a review. Just find the podcast app. It's purple, and it comes standard on your device, so you should have it unless you haven't updated your device in a while. You can always download it for free on the App Store by searching podcasts. Once you open the app, tap search. It's at the bottom right corner, and type in Two Mormon Guys. On the search results page, tap on the largest of the Two Mormon Guys icons that you see on the screen, and you'll see a reviews area. Tap on that section and then tap write a review. If you don't have one of those devices, you can write us a review from iTunes on your computer. And same process, open iTunes, search for Two Mormon Guys, and you'll be able to write us a review there. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. For links to all the scriptures and talks discussed in this episode, Head over to our website, twomormonguys.com. That's T-W-O, mormonguys.com. And although we are both active Mormons, that does not make us official representatives of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All views expressed on this podcast are our own. Thanks for listening.